Time to kick off a very special edition of the podcast. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. This, if you didn't know already, is Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. We get you closer to some of the biggest and best upcoming and established bands from right here in Australia all the way across the globe too. For this upcoming edition, we are going to take you behind the scenes of the very first Good Things Festival. This is an East Coast-run Australian music festival which made its debut over the weekend, featuring the likes of The Offspring, Stone Sour, Baby Metal, Bullet for My Valentine, All Time Low, Dropkick Murphys, and so much more. It was very well received. It was a very hot day in Melbourne too, where we conducted a whole bunch of these interviews. But it was so good to see so many heavy music fans getting together to support this festival's first run. Now, coming up throughout the duration of this podcast, we are going to get you up close to some of the bands we got to sit down with behind the scenes. Noodles from The Offspring told us if the band would ever make a biography movie about their lives. You know what, I keep thinking of us as just being really boring. When we're drinking and sitting around, those stories come out, but I don't know if we want to share them with the rest of the world either. We had a big DNM with Wax who told us all about their single Labrador. I spent a lot of time in Labrador growing up. Like, I... I wasn't I wasn't living in Labrador. I lived in like Bundle on the Gold Coast. Okay, you're upper class, yeah. Oh no, upper <laughs> And Boston men are now officially hold the record for the most C bombs dropped during an interview. I was about to say I still love how you can use the word cunt as a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's poetry. All that more still to come, but let's officially kick it off with arguably the best band throughout the whole entire festival. Would have absolutely loved to have a chat with these legends, but unfortunately they weren't doing interviews on the day. I did give them a thumbs up as we walked past them in the artist compound while doing some interviews, so that was good enough for me. Right now, this is Baby Metal with Distortion. On Wall of Sound, up against the wall, backstage at Good Things.
what's up? This is Matt from Bullet for My Valentine, and you're listening to The Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
right, it's Ricky here from Wall of Sound up against the wall, and I'm here with Matt from Bullet For My Valentine. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, man. Melting, but good. You're melting. It's uh, yeah, yeah. not as cool as uh, in the UK. No, we're, we're about three degrees in, in London right now, and this right, is about cool. 39 here, so it's a bit yeah, of a difference, yeah. you know? Have you uh, played shows in Australia this warm before? Yes. Yeah, we've, we've played shows this hot here before and other places across the world, so it's we're not a stranger to it. It's just that for us, it is the middle of winter right now. Of course. So this is old news for you, mate. You're like, yeah, yeah. We're all <laughs> majorly jet lagged, and it's it's pretty extreme the heat. So it's going to be an interesting show. It should be. So, mate, you're a bit of a veteran of Australian music festivals, having done yeah, Soundwaves, Big Day Out, and all the rest of it. Now we've got a new one called Good Things. Um, what's it like to be at the inaugural festival? It's good. It's always always nice to be invited to any festival here in Australia. But you know, it's. Uh, it's the first one of this particular one. We're in great company with some other great bands, Offspring, Stone Sour, All Time Low. So it's a great lineup. It's going to be a good time. So good, mate. And you guys have been touring Gravity for quite a few months now. How's the touring yeah, cycle been? It's been good. We've had a really busy year. We started in January in America with Avenged Sevenfold. And then we really started to kind of push the, the album then in America again when we went back in May throughout Europe in June and the festivals. And it came out in June and we've been out ever since, really, been to Japan. I've uh, just done, finished a big European run, and here we are on Oz, so it's, it's pretty full on. Insane, mate. You guys having a bit of a break soon? Yeah, these three shows, and we get to go home on Monday, and then that's it for about six weeks. Cool, mate. And then is it back to riding, or not so soon? No, back on the plane, and off we go to uh, Shiprocked, which is the uh, yeah the festival on a boat. Okay, I hope you don't get seasick, mate. No, I'm good. I'm good. You're going to be all right? Yeah, I'll be good. So it goes from Texas to Mexico, and then Mexico back to Texas. And then we uh, have some South America shows and stuff. And, good, and off we go again. Crazy. What's the touring cycle like? I mean, you guys have families now. You're getting older. It's You're not young bucks anymore. So what's it like sort of being away for so long these days? It is what it is. Business as usual. We've been doing it for like the best part of 15 years. Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't ever get easier because of the family, you know. But it's, it's what we do, man. It's got nothing else to do. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, we just have to suck it up. You know, it, it does sting. But we do try to route the tours the best we can so it suits everyone's private lives as much as possible as well you know we've got the luxury of being able to call the shots anyway so that's awesome mate and any musical side projects at the moment or just straight bullet for my valentine just bullet man it's it's a very full-time job you know it's it's a pretty full-on kind of i don't know business if you want to call it that you know what i mean as soon as we wrap up the cycle the end of august next year we're going to be maybe a couple of months of downtime and then off we go again into a writing session you know insane mate isn't it yeah it's, it's you know it's nice to have those that time off but then after about two or three months you just just bored you know of course so you must just get straight back at it you know that's so good so my gravity was a real big hit obviously fans are really digging it bit yeah, of a change in style are you guys looking at just kind of experimenting a bit with music trying to not just record the same album every time that's that that's always been our goal yeah and i think you know having an album like gravity you know that whenever, whatever we want to do on the next one is not really going to be too much of a shock or a surprise for anyone you know we, we've you know we've showcased our songwriting and our playing ability since the poison so it's just it's just it just keeps us on our toes you know and we just want to write albums that are different from each other you know? you know a lot of bands will just rest on their laurels and just have their formula and they'll just hammer that for like whatever many albums and that's great but you know we, we really like to push what we are you know and awesome. try and be as creative and as individual as possible and so um, the metal scene over in the UK anything good coming through that us in Australia should be weary of looking out yeah, for yeah well we just took out uh, a young band called Shapes I don't cool. know if you guys have heard of them Griff the singer is uh, Bruce Dickinson's son so he's got some uh, rock royalty blood going awesome. through those veins you know and a good set of pipes like his dad cool 
Um, and they're yeah, they're really good. It's not what you'd expect either of having the pedigree that Griff has. They're they're very alternative rock, Rage Against the Machine meets kind of I don't know architects kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's, Check those out. Yeah, shapes. They're, they're they're badass. They're young. They're hungry. They're talented. They got some banging tunes, and they don't sound like any other metal band right now either, which is why I like them. That's you know, you get get a lot of bands that kind of have the same style, which is whatever you know but these, these boys really stand out from the crowd doing something a little bit different absolutely good and you checking out any new Aussie bands that are coming through uh, not at the minute I mean obviously we're very much aware of Parkway we did a lot of shows with them over the summer in, in Europe um, so yeah I think they're kind of you know leading the charge for Australian rock and metal you know they're doing really well so good they're on them they're huge yeah man and so obviously you've been to Australia many times before what's your favourite thing you like to do when you come down to Australia it might be something to eat it might be somewhere to visit what would it be um, but we used to have the luxury of having a lot of days off when it was like big day out and stuff. You know? <laughs> now you got good things three days yeah, in a row. Yeah, no, nowadays it's in, show, 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 fly home. It's like, yeah. okay, so, you know, but we've been in multiple times. It's just nice to ha- hang out and see the country and enjoy enjoy the weather. And, you know, it's just a, be- it's a beautiful country. We-, we love coming here. You know, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get here. But once you're here, you know, you can really settle in and enjoy you know the climate the country the the heritage the history it's great man it's, so it's an amazing country we love coming in well we love having you here everyone's really looking forward to checking out bullet for this festival over the next weekend over in melbourne sydney and brisbane so yep. um buckle up and um thanks for taking the time to chat with us here at wall of Pleasure. sound up against the wall no worries bro thank you
Hey, this is Marcus from Northlane, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Sound hanging out backstage at Good Things. Marcus from North Lane, welcome! Yo, yo! It is so early in the day, it is stinking hot, you haven't even performed yet. Does it feel at home being at a music festival again with North Lane, despite the fact you played Download earlier this year? Absolutely, well I guess it's always great playing in Australia, which we've always, always kind of say, but yeah. yeah, coming back home after 
being in Europe for the last month and uh, finishing off the year right with a nice new festival. I'm uh, yeah, very excited, even though the heat is killing me. Well, look, let's talk about the fact that uh, your Australian show is ending for the foreseeable future, yet here you are at Good Things Festival. What made you want to come off this hiatus and play this event? Is it you know being one of the very first bands to kick off this festival, that kind of thing? Absolutely. I guess for us it just seemed like such a good opportunity, a good opportunity to get on board with a new music festival that I guess Australia has been lacking yeah. this kind of thing for a long time and yeah I don't know it seemed like a great way to finish off the year um, yeah obviously we've still been going through Europe and doing all that stuff but to come home and finish it off in the summer and play a nice uh, nice big festival and will be sweat fun. your fucking oh, ass yeah. off outside today we're not even kidding guys like it's 37 degrees in Melbourne today it's normally pissing down which gives you that ease of going to a music festival but we're literally sticking to this couch and yeah that's you know that's still a positive though at least it isn't raining and it, that's it like, yeah yeah like download that was a muggy grim day but in saying that as well too like some of the great footage that people shot of you guys we actually got a couple of good videos too on our Facebook page just screaming in the background <laughs> and then the torrential pour coming down as you scream was incredible that is witness. pretty epic actually I need to see that video I don't think I've seen it look that epic Wall of Sound AU on Facebook go check go it out go there be there nice sneaky plug there um, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that you're no longer the new kid on the block for North Lane how Absolutely. does that feel like having that pressure off your back it's cool it's <laughs> it's you know it's a new uh, new chapter I guess and um, I don't know I think it's a bit bit easier to bring in someone who isn't the voice of a band yeah. as well so it's been really cool like having brandon our new bass player um he did a, his first euro tour with us uh just last month and the vibe's been so good he's slipped in so quickly i still kind of feel like the new guy because uh he's got a singularity tattoo from the singularity <laughs> tour 2013 yeah, yeah. when um when structures came through so he's almost more part of the he's band more than I am already are, yeah. so no, but that's right. He's, yeah, he's so there's no sibling rivalry or anything like that between oh, no, you two. No, he's it's he's actually so similar to me. Like we just talk so much crap. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not no hard feelings. Well, <laughs> well, with Brendan joining the group and obviously having his background in structures, what does this mean for the future of North Lane? Are we going to see his influence with the band playing a part in the next release and things like that? Like, does he have more say coming in and saying what worked for him in the past and what North Lane can do moving forward? Well, I guess for us. Like, for anyone else in the band besides John, like, it's very hard to even try and write the kind of music he does. He's got a very clear idea in his head of what he yeah. wants to do. But that being said, over the years, we've all been, I guess, getting a lot more involved in the process. And already, yeah, Brendan's way more involved than, like, I would have been when I first joined. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's just with coming up with vocal ideas or whatever. We're just slowly trying to write stuff, and he's already kind of giving a huge input which yeah. is really cool but that being said I don't think the core uh, way we write music is going to change yeah. I guess I think we'll always still start with John's idea but well being both the melodic and the screamer of the band too him being a screamer too will we see double the screaming on album yes absolutely <laughs> yeah it's cool like even yes yeah, so we just did that last year or two and it was really cool just how our voices blend together and just yeah. having someone else to pick up some of the slack for some of the yeah. vocal stuff it's been a game changer. I can't wait to see harmonising screams. Yeah. That would be fucking <laughs> insane. Um, all right, so let's talk about the last bit of new music you put out was Vultures, which was a big fuck you to all the fans who were still stuck in the Adrian days <laughs> and can't in their own right or mind move forward. The thing I loved about that was I saw so many fans going, this is great, okay, my opinion has changed. So many fans going, fuck you, I'm still stuck in this phase, but whatever about them. Is that 
like a weight off your shoulders to go, this is how I really feel, get over it, move on, this is North Lane. I guess so, yeah. For, for me, it was just a matter of, I don't know, like I guess whenever I write stuff, it is always very personal. And obviously this has been a huge part of my life and that kind of thing was a big part of my growing with North Lane. And in the end, I, I understand what that people have their own opinions and yep. stuff. But yeah, in the end, it's, it's still good to just, I guess, give that to them. If they still like it, that's cool. And it's kind of ironic as well because I think it was the heaviest thing we've done in a long yeah, time, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. I guess, what a lot of those old, older fans were looking for. Yeah. So those kind of older fans, well, a lot of them did jump on it and were like, yeah, this is cool. Excellent. But then it's kind of ironic. that. Well, it, it, it literally, oh, this is, this is my new favourite North Lane song, but he's ripping into me. <laughs> it's like that oxymoron of like enjoying something, but you're, you're being targeted. Absolutely. But yeah, what, it is but, what it is. Is this the, an indication of Northland of the future? Is this the sound you're kind of working with on new material? Um, yes and no. Like, I think there'll be some heavier moments that might have been on Mesmer or Node. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there's still going to be a lot of the, the weirder, kind of more abstract vibes yep. that those albums had. Um, yeah, I think we'll definitely... Uh, show a bit more of a heavier side than we have in the last few uh, years so perfect well if you do a sequel to zero one yeah. i'll be fucking all about that that song is like hands down one of the best things i've heard north lane do in the past future it's in past future in the past fuck <laughs> uh markets from north lane all the best today thank you very much for thank catching you. up with us
Hey, this is Jack. And this is James from Void of Vision. And you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Good Things Festival. Void of Vision are back. Welcome back, lads. Thank you for having us again. I think we seem to be catching up at music festivals more often than not, so obviously that's an indication that you guys are really fucking good enough to play these music <laughs> festivals, which is, yeah. you know, people still want you coming. <laughs> it's good to, yeah, I mean, it's a good coincidence. Again, yeah. there was Unify last time, yeah? It was Unify, yeah, exactly, yeah. And we were speaking about the fact that Hellion said Void of Vision were the next big band. Thornhill from you guys were the next big band, which is great. So, And we've obviously spoken to Thornhill too about, you know, not fucking up before the next time they get the chance to play. (laughs) Unify is that opportunity. How do you feel the Thornhill boys are going? Are they living up to your expectations? 
Please don't fuck up, boys. <laughs> don't do it. See, I noticed a lot of uh, ra- it's it's banter, rivalry between you guys on social media, on Twitter especially. Are they like your younger brothers who you, you were sort of helping out to get a launch into the scene, that kind of thing? I guess you could say, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I feel like ever since day one for them, like it's been the case of just we've been helping them out, and it feel it's been awesome watching them come up so quick too like yeah, yeah we're, we're very proud of them and they're, they're absolutely killing it yeah. and look you guys should be proud as well too the brand new single's out right now Kill All My Friends how many sketchy messages from friends did you get going hey man are we all good yeah <laughs> you got a couple people like uh what's going on and I was like I didn't do it I swear it was Jack <laughs> I did it and I want to kill all of you <laughs> tell us what this song is about you don't want to kill all your friends but judging by the video clip it's in regards to someone who's obviously made a move on someone or a girl that he was keen on and he's just the way he's reacted to that um yeah I think we I pitched the idea to Kez because the song is more so about it's actually more so about just the music industry and oh yeah it's a very like double entendre sort of um vibe we were going for there with the video uh so basically, I, I guess it's kind of my experiences of um, people, I guess, dealing with their values not the way they should almost, and it, it gets a bit dog-eat-dog world sometimes in the music industry, and I've seen, we've all seen the ugly side of it, and yeah. as much as we've seen the good side, and um, I guess I pitched that idea to Kez Crystal Arrow, who did the film, and he's like, let's let's turn this into like this Riverdale teen drama kind of vibe and yeah I was we were really happy with what came out funnily enough there is an uncut version of the video uh, where I guess you can imagine what happens at the end actually happens in the video and um, yeah we weren't allowed to put that up unfortunately right so I was watching the video waiting for that to happen like this is about to happen (laughs) and then it ended it's like where's the violence what's going on I felt ripped off but I felt it was kind of done like poetically in a way where it's it's up to interpretation for what's about to happen big time I mean as much as the original version like full gave us goosebumps from the just sheer brutality I yeah. guess it, it was definitely necessary turning it back I feel yeah. in today's world like you never know like what's going to happen and especially in America and I guess anywhere yeah. international with all these issues with guns and gun control yeah. it's it is a big move, very touchy yeah. to like sort of put that into the world. And obviously we're distributing this like worldwide, not just in Australia. Exactly, yeah. And that was honestly what was on our minds filming yeah. it. We're just like, oh, sick, this is awesome. It's not something we have to worry about. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. We're just like, oh, yeah. Like, and here's the thing, it's not something you're advocating. You're not saying people go out and do this, but you're. from what I saw of that, it's like a representation of what's happening in the world. And obviously, you know, there's other bands who have done it. Off the top of my head, P.O.D. have done it. Um, Marilyn Manson was obviously yeah, the subject time. of it in so many music videos you know growing up and this is just another addition to the story of what can go wrong if it gets into the hands of the wrong people that's it i mean like yeah as james said we're very lucky to live in a country like australia where we've banned this a long time ago before it became anything worse than what it could be and as much work as i know that they're doing in other countries it yeah i feel like to Honestly, to put out a song with the title Kill All My Friends <laughs> is a very edgy like move itself and uh, to have that video associated, I, yeah, we were just being very safe and courteous in the end of the day, I guess, yeah. Look, the song sounds violent, the title is violent, but with that said, it's about your experiences, like you said before, in the music industry. Uh, James, talking about the music industry, obviously you guys are coming up, you're at that point now where you're an established brand, you're an established band, you're making big waves across the world, and there's lots of bands who obviously come out right now. Thornhill probably I wouldn't class in that category because they've made it past that threshold, but the new bands that come out right now who have looked up to you guys for inspiration, like with the way that the music industry 
industry is fucked. We all know it. What advice do you pass on to the bands who are starting out who are like, I want to get a contract, I want to tour the world, I want this, this and this. Does that happen overnight? Uh, not at all, for one. Um, the one thing I'd say to those people is like, if you're putting your trust in someone, make sure that you actually trust them and you're not like, oh, this guy could help us. Yeah. Because like, you could be like, oh, yep, they're in charge of us now and like no one's going to back you more than yourself yeah. at the end of the day like you can have someone that you're paying like say a manager that you're paying to like put you on tours or like put your name out there for you yeah. but at the end of the day you care more than they do yeah because it's your it's your baby so you see longevity they see a uh, cash flow yeah i mean obviously they would care if you've got the right person yeah but i think that's it yeah yeah finding the right person I mean, yeah, I, you can network as much as you can in your early stages. And honestly, like, yeah, management is only a thing that sort of really would come into it when it gets too full on for you. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big step to make. I know, like, we necessarily didn't need management when we first initially took it on, and that was fine. Like, we obviously learned through that. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's like... As James said, no one gives more of a fuck about your band than you do. Exactly, yeah. And look, it's like having a child. You know what's best for your child. A band is essentially a child, which you need to nurture and help grow to what it is. Yes, at times it's going to shit itself, but with that said, it's all part and parcel of being in a band and making it and becoming established. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. you got to from your mistakes as well. Yeah. Like, there's going to... It's not all going to be, like, rosy. Like, don't spook Thornhill if they're not going to become the next band. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, obviously, the new singles out right now. That must mean, obviously, new music, new album on the way. 2019, are we looking at some stuff like that? Yerp! <laughs> Big time, definitely. Um, Getting there. We're currently writing, and on a, we're at probably a very good stage of writing. I'd like to think so, at least. This will be a standalone single, Kill All My Friends. Yep. But, um, yeah, next year we will be releasing our second album, and it will be as good as we can make it we were not going to make the same mistake of rushing things and yeah i think we're very more we're more confident than we've ever been we're more connected than we've ever been and it's yeah yeah, it's a good feeling it's going to be a really good experience finishing this one and and look the the thing that we see about you guys is you've just gone from strength to strength from literally becoming like a a band coming up in the scene playing a couple of support slots to now doing your own tours going overseas the fan base is growing rapidly anytime we mention you guys online it's always like i fucking love void of vision or vov is so fucking good it's like okay cool i'll keep up the lingo on what everyone's talking about the youth of today (laughs) dab and shit (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all I want to say is like fucking like keep doing what you're doing it is fantastic to watch you guys grow and develop I know you're young and I'm an old bloke talking down but like fucking keep doing it I'm so stoked for you lads thank you so much man it's likewise like bouncing off everyone in this music industry is what keeps it alive and yes keep doing what you're doing and there's no controversy unless you want controversy which in that case let's start a rumour and get some shit (laughs) happening pretty much pretty much legend void of vision thank you so much for the chat guys thank you so much for the chat thanks for your time mate Yeah, 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 yeah
Hey, this is Booker and Sean from Make Them Suffer. And you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. This is a system reason, except a craving For a legal accessory, in the distance we dress It's a reason, curses and directory I'm from Wall of Sound and I've got Booker and Sean from Make Them Suffer. How are you going today, guys? Fantastic. Well, I'm a bit warm, but otherwise, yeah, well. Absolute scorcher today. It is. Um, now, we're all from Perth, but of course, a scorcher of 38, we should all be quite used to this, right? Yes, but I don't think we've ever like performed in this heat before. Maybe one Unify, uh, like a couple of years ago, but this is definitely hottest festival I think I've played. And well, we've just come on off uh, like a seven-week tour in America, and we our last show was in Minneapolis, and it was snowing, and it was really, really cold. So this is a bit of a shock. Right. So you're actually acclimatizing pretty well at the moment, then. Oh no, very poorly. 
but uh, you know we're, we're doing our best. That's awesome. So how's it been, guys? Worlds apart, blew up. You guys have gone around the world this year and a bit of last year. Um, how are you all coming down from all of it? Like, how's it been? Um, it's been a crazy awesome ride. Um, we've loved it. I, well, I have. I, hope you, I think the other guys did as well. Um, yeah, like this last tour we were on with After the Burial was amazing. And then, where, what did we do before? We actually didn't do that much touring this year though. We were sort of more focused on other things, but yeah, we did a lot of touring last year. Well, I think after we did our like headliner runs, um, we hit, you know, America, Europe, uh, Australia. I think uh, that kind of burnt us out for a while. So we took a good six months off touring and then we've just since started uh, getting back into it. We did a Aussie headliner, hit New Zealand for the first time, which is sick. Went to Japan for the first time yeah, and that was very cool. Uh, played a festival with Crystal Lake and phew, they're pretty sick live, i got to say. And they just dropped a new song. They're also very good. And uh, yeah, just got back from the States. So we didn't have a break between Japan and the States. So Huge. I was ready to go home uh, by the end of it. It was nice to, nice to be home, but nonetheless, looking forward to uh, kicking it off today. Of course. What were the Japanese crowds like? Like, was it real different? It is, it is quite different. Yeah, it's, uh, especially like um, addressing the crowd, I guess. Like you, you play a festival or a, show, or a club show in Australia or the States or something like that. And between songs like... You know, people have like a beer in their hand. Everyone's having a bit of banter, but in Japan, it's like everyone just stands and watches, and, and watches, and wow. it's very respectful. Um, there's not much in the way of movement. Um, they definitely love like throwing the horns up and things like that, but um, yeah, not, not much like moshing or anything like so that. So not much of a wall of death going on, mate. No, we did call for one, and one one happened. Actually, that was the one thing. I think you just really need to like specify what to do. You know what I mean? And Strict instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, they they uh, like Crystal Lake. Like people were crowd surfing and stuff for them. And then I I even did a um, a stage dive and stuff over the barricade. Cool. I felt so bad because like I bowled this whole bunch of people. Over. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't ready for it. Yeah, we just landed on the ground. It was horrible. But <laughs> speak of Japan, though, we've got Baby Metal here today. Have you guys caught up with them yet? No, I I'm a bit of a fan. Yeah. I would definitely say that Baby Metal are pretty sick to uh, listen to, and just the the overall package, the image and everything. I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame because I think they start just before we finish. And so if we want to actually get to see them, we're going to have to pack down really fast and basically just run. It's not really an issue for me because I don't have any gear. But yeah, for everyone else. <laughs> you guys are going to have to run. This is their first Australian show ever, I'm pretty sure. So it's kind of a big deal. It, it is a big deal. It's definitely the band that I'm most excited for this festival, for sure. I just clock off 10 minutes early if you guys are cool with that and just go if that's yeah 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 all right yeah sean you could just do the cleans for a while and kind of <laughs> you can do some ambient ooze it'll sound great yeah yeah i believe in you so you guys you, you said you did an australian tour recently i was at the melbourne show so massive your crowds are getting so huge and you're bringing like all these international artists with you guys like how awesome is that like yeah it's, it's very cool like i remember it was like on the world's apart tour sort of like for the for the last headliner we'd done or the last album cycle headliner we'd done I don't know Melbourne. I think we sold out uh, like a 350 cap venue, and then we, and then but then for this one, it's like 
you know, like double. Or we brought over Wage War, and they were just going off every night. And I said to Nick, um, playing the uh, no, it wasn't the corner. It was uh, Hi Fi. And I was like, this is probably the first time I've actually felt like a legitimate real band. You know what I mean? Wage so War a big cool. deal. Like they're cool. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're such nice guys as well. It was great to have them on the tour. And like they did all the you know go see the kangaroos and koalas type stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. And so of course you guys took a bit of a break. You did the Aussie tour, but then all of a sudden 27 came out. Um, banger. Um, is that going to be on a new album? Are you guys working on a new album? What's the deal? Scoop, hot scoop. Um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if that song's going to be on an album. I think that was just a song we did as a single. Okay. Um, and in terms of an album, we are always we are always working on new material. Um, we definitely have some stuff in the works. We have uh, studio time booked, which I won't say who with or when it's going to be. Um, but uh, yeah, there's something happening, but you, it might not be for a while. Um, okay, cool. That is. We'll have to watch this space. Is that right, guys? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> now, I've got a fan question that I might just quickly ask you guys. Sure. I feel your latest album was a lot more deeply personal lyrics-wise. Where did you draw your inspiration from? Yeah, just old <laughs> life, you know. Um, <laughs> um, I Yeah, no, this was definitely, uh, I guess, the... I think like in older albums and stuff, the lyrics were a bit more like metaphorical and uh, storytelling. Like this one still had that element, but definitely like the lyrics are a lot more direct, uh, particularly in songs like Save Yourself and things like that. Um, It was just, uh, I was going through a rough patch at the time and uh, yeah, I just, uh, it was an opportunity to express my inner feelings. Cool. Bit of musical expression. Good on you. That's awesome, mate. Well, um, look, thanks for taking the time to chat with us at Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall and um, enjoy your gig today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll brave the heat.
Hey, this is Boston Manor. And you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. I fell by the wayside, I fell in the gutter, lost all of my money, and I lost my lover. I met a stranger who bet double or nothing. I just wanna be someone, I just wanna be something. First time down here at Good Things Festival. Boston Manor, all the way from the UK to Australian heat. Are you guys fucking regretting coming down here for this? We're not regretting it, but we're definitely dying. Should have worn shorts. Definitely fucked up there. Literally going to say, you're fucking up. You've got long pants here, black t-shirts. Who dressed you? Uh, Yeah, just goths. (laughs) (laughs) Committed to the aesthetic. I love how you call them long pants as well. Like like just regular pants or shorts. I I just go... I just wear nothing, I reckon. Just walk around, just... Dude. You could literally do that on stage and no one would care. Everyone would be understanding. So next show in Sydney or Brisbane, this is your golden opportunity to do just that. Get All a right. pair of boxer shorts cool. and, um, yeah, do that. <laughs> All right, so obviously this is your first time down here. It's been a long time coming and so many Australian fans are so stoked at the fact that you're finally here. 
here. What took you guys so long to make it? Uh, just just scheduling and, and um, obviously it's a long way to come. It's quite expensive and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, we had a busy year last year. We wanted to come last year. Mm, we couldn't quite fit it in, unfortunately. But uh, it, this worked out great, you know. And um, yeah, we we love it here, man. And, and it's really great to see that people actually know who we are down here. It's pretty crazy, you know. Like, you know, we came with no expectations. Because you obviously would judge checking out social media and things like that. Who's talking to you? Who's from where? Who wants you to come to Brazil? Which is literally fucking every single Ben's comment yeah, phase. Yeah, come to Brazil, yeah, yeah. Brazil. Does obviously that play a part in making sure you guys want to get around the world? Or to put it bluntly... You want to get to Australia, but you need to make sure the fan base is up before you come down. Yeah, I mean, I think Australia, because the music scene is so great, it's less of like a risk. Definitely with some of the um, uh, more exotic countries and different markets like uh, the Philippines or like you say, Brazil. Um, You know, I think there's definitely, it's a thing where you're like, oh, holy shit, like millions of people in Manila want, want to come, want us to play. But then it's actually only the same 10 kids who are exactly, super stoked. Exactly, yeah, you know? and they've got all these fake accounts which they've launched to try and get you guys there. And yeah, then you've got yeah, that yeah. whole situation of that band that did the UK tour with like thousands upon yeah, thousands of Yeah, yeah, what was his name? People. I can't remember it. Do you mean that band that uh, <laughs> played, <laughs> the band that played um, Electric Ballroom but there was no such show? Underworld. It was The Underworld, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was he called? And then all of a Threaten. sudden... That's it, yeah, exactly, yeah. They did this big booking of the UK, massive UK tour. No one turned up because no one knew who the fuck they were. They pretty much bought their way. You guys aren't doing that because you have a great sound behind you. You've got great music, which is Thank fantastic. You, um, I want to get while you're here before we wrap things up. Your first time here in Australia, you need to learn some Australian mannerisms and oh, yeah. um, obviously conversations. Have you learned any that you picked up yet or do you need a bit more education? I mean, mostly swear words. Yeah, fuck uh, which, shit. Yeah, all them. Yeah, you can get away with saying that a lot exactly. here, which I like. You're a mad cunt. You're a fucking <laughs> fuck cunt. Exactly. The, the word can be used for anything. I was about to say, I still love how you can use the word cunt as a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's poetry, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's good. Beautiful. It just goes to show the type of people us Aussies are. Yeah, and then almost it's like mate is actually kind of a, almost like a bad thing in comparison yeah. to cunt, which is yeah. fucking like, crazy. Listen here, mate. If yeah. you say that yeah, again, like, oh. I'll kick your ass. Listen oh. here, cunt. I love you. See, exactly. That's how we do it. I feel, yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to go home with the worst potty mouths in the world, and your parents are going to slap you silly until... What's the beer called again? Is it a schooner? A schooner, yep. You want a schooner? You want a tinny? Tinny. Um, I'll, I'll say some words, and you try your best to replicate it. Let's go, yeah. Pass us the Winnie Blues. I know those. My ciggies. Yes. Winnie Blues type of cigarette. We're not endorsing... Didn't we're not, know that. That's the other one. We're not endorsing that oh, at we all. Know, we know Dory. We know um, Dory. Okay, Toddy. Toddy's the most Aussie person we have in this group. So you come over here and you come, take come over here, mate. I know I've got ones that you might not understand, but like maybe sayings. We say the Cockney slang, rhyming slang here, but you've probably got a whole different interpretation of that. There's like in and out, like a fiddler's elbow. You ever heard that one? You know, someone like fucking runs in and out of the room, heaps going to the fridge. Never. <laughs> Up and down like a bride's nighty when you can't sit still. You know, fucking getting up from the TV and coming back. You know that one? I read was it a gut full of piss? Yeah, gut full of piss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you say heaps, 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 heaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like today, for example, heaps good things are happening at good things. So, yeah, just chuck heaps in there. Chuck a cunt. Look, you guys will be down here more often than not. So, it's your first trip down here. Thank you so much for making the trip down. Look, yeah, thank you, man. And uh, we'll see you again for some headline shows maybe at some point in the future. I bloody hope so. Cool. Boston Men, check them out. Thank you, guys. Nice one.
this is Maz and Chris from Wax. And you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Backstage at Good Things Festival, fucking waxer here. G'day. How's it going? <laughs> Mates, I am fucking stoked. I discovered you guys a couple of years ago because literally every time I go see you or hear news about wax, it's always like wax are doing this, which is huge. And then you up the ante with every single thing that happens. Who is behind you making you absolutely kill it every single time something like this happens? It's God. It has to be God. <laughs> <laughs> it's intuition. The devil. The devil. No, no, I don't know. Just us. We do, we're, we're very lucky. We have a lot of like cool people that help us out and yeah, yeah. we do we just do us yeah it's pretty much it we just 
do the things we want to do and if it sounds great then happy days yeah. the thing about wax which I like to bring back to of the importance of doing something like Big Sound is you guys put on in 2015 one of the best fucking showcases at uh, the Oztix party from there you're welcome back to come and do stuff again from there you've toured with Fallout Boy you've done massive fucking headline tours you open for Biffy Claro how often a year do you pinch yourselves and go fuck this is insane often yes that was, that was like our what would you call our press release right there you just yeah. rattled them off <laughs> oh man Fallout Boy I always think back to that if I'm ever feeling nervous before a show I'm like this is nothing we played at the Kudos Bank Arena like <laughs> that it was is... wild man yeah. that was like 12,000 kids yeah. they pushed back our set so they can cram more kids in there yeah. and it was just unbelievable they were really good to tour with like yeah catering every day yeah. like next level giving you an indication of what's going to happen in about three years oh. time <laughs> did we did we even answer the question what was the question again i, I honestly can't remember but we've literally gone on a tangent saying yes th- shit is good shit, yeah, is, shit is good i think yeah i think we've been flat out and we're enjoying every second of it yeah. as you fucking should now let's go back and talk about labrador when i first heard this i was like oh cool a song about puppies and i'm like no it's about labrador the suburb and i got twice as fucking excited because i am from 4215 labrador I grew up on Robert Street on the Gold Coast and it was a shithole. Yes. Not gonna lie. So my reasoning behind this was where did the idea behind Labrador come from? What's the story that made you name a song, a great song, after a shithole like that? Well, I spent a lot of time in Labrador growing up. Like I I wasn't I wasn't living in Labrador. I lived in like Bundle on the Gold Coast. Okay, you're upper class, yeah. Oh no, upper class. <laughs> like, Spot on. Worst yes. house in the best street. Let's put it like that. Oh, that's um, great. I love that. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, a lot of like stuff I went through in my late teens happened in Labrador. It's where a significant like relationship ended, yeah. and just like a lot of stuff at the time when I was like uh, 17, 18. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of encapsulate that period of time and I just realised that a lot of events in my life at that point happened in Labrador. In Labrador, yeah. yeah. So, the, the lyric, you're a girl and a girl isn't welcome in here, yeah. where does that come from? Is that somewhere in particular, like a party or a venue you went to there or...? I think it's just kind of like the way I felt. I felt kind of like I wasn't able to like have a seat at the table in terms of music when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. yeah. I felt like at 17, 18 that I was, um, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like I could fit in and I wanted to be a musician, but there were people around me that were just like, oh, you're just a girl kind of thing. And I just think that like, yeah, I wanted to include that because I feel like a lot of us kind of feel that. And it's not just women, like, guys are singing that lyric too which is really yeah, interesting yeah, that's that's weird yeah. hearing that back but it's like cool like i'm like fuck yeah like you're as long on board. As, yeah as long as they understand the the meaning of the song yeah. and yeah. what's behind it i mean it's just it's amazing seeing people yeah. scream anything back yeah but i mean like isn't that just like like so the sign of the times you yeah. know that far back you know and the mentality of um i suppose the music industry and just the world in general mm. um you know heavily uh, misogynistic you know yeah, yeah. The, patriarchy yeah. that exists so yeah I think it's an extremely important song and it's a fucking banger as the kids say today big things have happened what are the plans of reaching international success are you looking at venturing overseas at some point soon have you correct me if I'm wrong there yeah no we're, we're, we're gonna head to um, South by Southwest next year That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so um, we'll be in Austin Texas um, doing some showcases um, that's that's pretty much it for the overseas stuff we're, we're probably gonna um, with the release of the album we'll definitely do some touring over there and hopefully uh UK and Europe as well. Yeah, we're definitely setting up teams over there, which is good. So, like, once once we're over there, we'll 
no people and things stuff. are happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you been waiting until you have a debut album behind you to go over there with more material? Or you, you kind of have to because like there's no point heading over there without um, giving it a hundred percent. And so it's always better to go out there and market something you've recently put out. So yeah. I feel like um, it's yeah, it's a lot of setting up at the moment, and um, hopefully it pays off when we um, go out there and start yeah. playing shows. Like we could have we could have maybe gone over when we released the EP but I think that um, we just weren't ready yet like and we didn't have the money and we didn't it it just it wasn't right for us and we ended up getting a bunch of tours in Australia which has really helped us get our chops up and look it's definitely put you guys out to a a much wider audience I mean like Fall Out Boy fans I would definitely say wouldn't exactly have noticed Wax before maybe possibly because they're more in that that pop punky pop kind of upcoming scene but yeah obviously Wax encompasses so many music fans it's not just the youth it's the old people like I've seen shows of you where there's been old guys like 40 plus rocking out the background it's insane how you can reach so many people and I just I'm stoked to spruik you guys and I'm stoked to get everyone behind you because everyone needs to know about wax you're a fucking oh, insane thank you it's so nuts. much that means so much I didn't want that to be like a fucking like bow down and praise I'm, I'm, I'm all warm and fuzzy right yeah. now <laughs> and it's not just the heat yeah, it's not just the sweat <laughs> yeah everyone that's coming today this place is a fucking sauna uh, okay so the album what are, when are we looking at for release is there a new song coming out soon maybe it could tie in with uh, Unify which you're playing in January yeah mate you're, you're writing it all like yeah. totally we could do that well, speak I think to our we manager are, we, are, we are putting out a single right in January I, I guess so yeah I there's things pretty, happening there's like two singles we're gonna put one out like super early next year and then one like before the record and yeah so it should be good next year's gonna be yeah, big like I think I think May is the tentative date for, for the, the album. album. So, yeah, next year for sure. It just It's going to be a massive year. So it's a very short time between this album uh, coming out. The next six months are going to be insane. We can't wait to see what you do. Wax, all the fucking best. And check out Wax, they fucking rule. Oh, Cheers, thank Brownie. you so much, Legend. Yeah, it is what it is. 
from Dashboard Confessional and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Come on home and let yourself heal You could sleep for a thousand years And I won't let you disappear Let your heart beat here You've been running for and wide
we found our way past our youthful fears and fought our way through the pain and tears and we drove our stakes in the place most dear and let our hearts beat I feel it in my ribs feel it in my here with Wall of Sound. Uh, I'm Todd chatting with Chris Carabara from Dashboard Confessional. Chris, welcome to our fancy little vinyl couch here. Thank you, Todd. Here we are. We've done we are, it. We've made done it. it. How'd you uh, battle the heat today? I know you're from Florida, so you're an expert. Yeah, shorts. I don't, this is the big there. secret. Shorts. <laughs> There's so many people getting around in, in tight, skinny leg jeans today. Yeah, I will be soon. Oh, well, that's it. You know, you got to show up for the... You look the part for the show. That's right. Yeah. They, um, the, the girls from Baby Metal especially... They were like leather clad head to toe, got all this choreographed dance moves going on. I was floored by their uh, endurance. I know, that's commitment, but you know what? I saw I saw them leave. Yes, they just did, they did so what they had to. So there you go, there's the secret. <laughs> well, welcome back to Australia. Yeah. You're obviously doing something very right here because you've been here twice in two years. Yeah, we were here, what was it, October, November? Somewhere like that? Yeah, about a year ago at the Forum. It was a lovely, I mean, in Melbourne anyway. It was a lovely gig, thanks for doing it. Yeah, it was wonderful. I think you recorded the crowd's vocals for one of the songs yeah so we're mixing that we're so we're still working on on that one but we're but i have vocals i, I i've been recording the crowd like every well, the object was to record it every night we That's play weird. it for for the whole cycle of this tour mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the tour is like about 18 months so yeah, it's epic yeah i'd like to see what it sounds like when it's done would you like to see what the inside of your house looks like because you haven't been there for so long after 18 months of touring nah some shirts in need of repair (laughs) (laughs) so that's a whole other headache yeah definitely some you need to find a melbournean seamstress or maybe they should have one at at festivals that's a good point yeah they should imagine how many skinny leg people on stage are tearing the ass out of there (laughs) you know getting too hot it gets kind of sticky in the like in the uh in the denim you could tear your pants True. Seamstress would make bank behind That's the, the scenes. That's the perils of our job oh. description. You might tear your pants. <laughs> it's a very tough job for tough guys. Well, you, you're, you're the veteran backstage at this festival. There's a lot of uh, up-and-coming bands, very popular bands at the moment. Are you like a touchstone for them? Are you giving sage-like advice out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just peppering out advice. I'm holding court back there and catering as everyone comes to find out how, how you maintained... I know, I don't know. I mean, I'm here enjoying the bands like everybody else, and I'm yeah. super psyched to see them. Plus, I have lots and lots of friends playing that I haven't either haven't seen in a while or get to see all the time, but not in Australia. Yeah, for sure. So you know, like we're you know some of the offspring guys live in my neighborhood, and, mm-hmm. but that's not in Australia. No, so we're celebrating true. being here together, and then you know tonight alive, our friends of ours, and we don't get to see them very much. But uh, you know, so that's the beauty of these festivals. They mm-hmm. can they can 
you can find some new band you've never heard of or see some band that you've been dying to see that you've never seen and the rest of it's like a family reunion yeah for sure I mean it's so nice it's like a big big love in yeah. and you're still a fan I mean we hear it all the time from people we interview or artists that they you know still love coming here as a fan they might be performing but for the rest of the day oh, yeah. Just, yeah so uh, obviously there's heaps of folks here who you can get out and see young and up and coming bands you're also a big Amy Shark fan she's an Australian who we have noticed recently you're yeah quite oh I love her I love her music and I love her and um, yeah I recently invited her to play my my Nashville show at this beautiful like legendary venue called the Ryman Theatre and she just brought the house down as I knew she would she's incredible over the world at the minute I think she's got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> would you collaborate? Would you do some kind of... I've seen her with uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 recently. She was doing some collaborative recording with them and stuff like that. Would I? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yes, of course I would. Collaborate the life out of that one. I would. Oh, definitely. I've read some other questions down here. Crooked Shadows. Sorry, I had a mental fade. Um, it's a first album in nearly a decade. Nine brief years. Well, you know, first... I just we just took a hiatus to decompress and then I did like three other bands Mm -hmm. did three or four other records with three or four other bands then started touring again as Dashboard but didn't want to rush into writing music because just for the sake of having a record out yeah definitely Um, so I waited until the songs kind of presented themselves as Mm -hmm. necessary in my life you know not just not just like here's a thing to sell yeah for sure Um, and uh, it was worth the wait for me do you get into like a Oh, I'm back on Dashboard Confessional now. After doing other stuff, there's like a paradigm. Like, oh, I shouldn't do that because I'm writing a Dashboard Confessional song? That's a really good question. Um, no, no. But there is a... Not exactly, but there is a certain identity that I know is inherent in a Dashboard song. And um, so I'll write a song just to write a song and I'll finish the song. But I know which band it's for because of what's inherently in the heart of the song yeah, yeah. you know definitely like not obviously not in a shallow way to like oh I better do this it'll sell more because this is what people like but more no like, no I know what you're driving you don't at dis- you know disappoint people yeah and uh, you you want to know your own the, the the heart of your own thing yeah. um, but I don't have to uh, I don't have much luck if I if I reach for it I just yeah. got to wait for it yeah definitely I mean like that I, I mean Arctic Monkeys released an album that was like very left of center this year and it was met with a lot of uh, unrest with their fans I think that's okay though too you've got to stretch you've got to reach um, and you got to grow yeah definitely it's okay to try something new I think so well we very much enjoyed the new album I love Heartbeat here it's on repeat in my car constantly keep me chilled at work keep me zen (laughs) that's the song we recorded uh, I recorded the vocals uh, yeah 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 oh that's very cool Right, well, we don't want to keep you for too long, man. You've got a big day ahead of you. This couch is really hot. And I think it is really hot. I know. It's like... So who brought in a leather couch on this? Uh, what, is, how, what is it out right now? I, I don't know. I think it got to about 38 today. 38? 38 in uh, a Celsius. I don't know. Well, at least it's a white leather couch. Super cool. What's that? What's that in Fahrenheit? 38? That's like... It's about almost 100 degrees. It's like 99.6 or something like that. It sounds way cooler when you say it was 100 degrees it's 100, today. Yeah, it was 100. Everyone was on fire. <laughs> the couch is going to burst into flames. Lucky it's white. Well, Chris, thanks so much for chatting to us. It's my pleasure. Uh, it was definitely ours. I'm a lifelong dashboard professional fan, and it's been a massive honor chatting to you briefly to today at Good Things Festival with Chris Carabara. Thanks very much, man. We Thank did it. Thank you for joining us. We did it. Thank you. Breathe in for luck. Breathe in so deep. This air is blessed. You share with me this night is wild so these hearts they race from self-control
feeling nothing at You're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
out at Good Things Festival, the very first one, Soupy from the Wonder Years. Welcome back down under. Thank you. The first, am I the first interview of the day? Is that what you mean? No, no. You're the very first festival. The very, very festival for this. Got it. Go so literally, you will now go down in history with your band playing this festival, the very As first one. Part of the first one. Okay. How, is that a good achievement to have? Have you done this multiple times before? Or do you just go, okay, we've already played festivals for the very first time before. This is no, nothing to I me now. I don't think we've played a lot of first festivals. I'm trying to think if there's any that like spring to mind. I think we did one in the UK. No, 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 not the UK. I'm sorry. In uh, the Philippines, that was the first time. Yeah. But I don't know if it had a second time. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll. I'll, I'm gonna cross my fingers for. Yes. for, for the Hopefully, promoters. you guys yeah. can come back again and do the next one or so somewhere yeah. down the track. Yeah. So your first time back in Australia since the tour on the back of your last album, not the EP. Sure. So yeah, the so last time. Sister Cities album, I should say. This is the first now. time on Sister Cities. Yeah, yeah. The last time we were here, we were here on No Closer to Heaven. So obviously, you know, music festivals are insane, especially today. It's 37 degrees out. Side. It's yes. the closest thing we're going to get so to So the hell. Fahrenheit on that, if you're looking, is 98. That's what my watch says. <laughs> you're, you just came from cold, and now you're here in hot. Is this something that you prefer? Or, like, I see your glasses fogging up right now. Are you yes. struggling to breathe? Uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Well, not even just the heat. The allergies are so bad. Yeah. Um, I've been really, really struggling with it since we got we got here. Like, I'm, you probably hear it in my nose. And yeah. My, I mean, I can't stop sneezing. I can't stop. I, my face, like, the front of my face it hurts because it's so yeah. swollen in the sinuses. Um, and I was like, what's going on? Am I sick? And then I Googled it and it was like, oh, Melbourne's like the literal world capital for allergies. <laughs> and that the current warning is, uh, well, yesterday it was very high. Today it's yeah. extreme. extreme. I didn't know extreme was a thing, <laughs> right? That, I didn't know that was on the system. Like, that was like one of the, the DEF cons of this. But uh, yeah, it's extreme allergy. So I'm struggling with that. And the heat, yeah, we did a show last night. We did the side yeah, show at Stay right. Gold. And it was... Physically, the most difficult set I've played in probably eight years. Yeah, because we had a chat not too long ago before this uh, festival came about. Yeah. You were saying you struggle because you can't wear your glasses on stage. When it's boiling hot like that, do you literally fog up your eyes and you can't see anything? I or mean, is it- I was like losing eyesight just from like heat exhaustion yeah. last night. Uh, I am surprised we finished the set. It yeah. was uh, I couldn't give you the temperature. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody had a thermometer in yeah. there. But I think anyone that came to that show can tell you that it was incredible <laughs> because the air conditioning didn't work. So there's no air conditioning, sold out, 400 cap room, and it was so hot yesterday. It's and uh, how like for, for something like that because it's you're stoked. It's a sold out show. You guys are playing, but it's literally a literal walking hell sauna. Yeah, and also the you know there's no barricade right, so the front row is right in your face, which yeah. would be cool. Except that <laughs> they're breathing the oxygen that you need, right? Like I need that yeah. to to live, uh, and I know that they do too. Uh, and then, you know, so super hot. My allergies are already bad, so my lungs yeah. are struggling anyway. And then you're basically like, I'm choosing to hold out these notes and deprive my brain of more <laughs> oxygen. And uh, so we got off the stage, and the venue had uh, tubs of ice backstage yes, for, like, yeah. beers. And I just plunged both my arms in it. And then people, right. we were just, like, people were bringing us ice. We were just rubbing it. Yeah. And then I started getting, like, a, a bad headache. I went back to the hotel and uh, ran like an ice cold bath and tried that. And then I woke up this morning uh, with like a, a horrible pounding back of the head headache and like yeah. stabbing pains in my stomach. It's just like the, 
It was so high. I, I don't think I can really put into words. It was so, so fucking really high. You're down here for an amazing festival to play for yeah. Australian fans, the, the songs of the new album, but it's yeah. torture for you to be here. That, uh, no, I'm sure today will be great. That set was akin to uh, a brief moment of torture. Uh, just, it was like, because the other thing is like, also uh, my brain's telling me, don't let up, put on a good show, fucking yeah. jump, fucking yell, yeah. like do the thing. Do You don't want to just fall over. I mean, did fall over, <laughs> but you know, you want to play a good set. You, they did, they paid for it. They deserve it. They're yeah. here to see you. They don't get to see you often. Fucking keep going. Do it now. This but then like the other, mean. like part of your brain is going stop or you'll die. <laughs> And so. this is something that you need to worry about now. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that, uh, A, you look like you're dressing like a father. Oh, I've always said, uh, you know, it's just funny. I was just saying that to uh, Amy, right? Yeah, Amy, yeah. Amy and I were walking over, and I was like, every other band here, you can tell they're in a band because they're, like, cool. Yep. And I'm in, like, my just so fucking You're lame. in your, da you so your dad's thongs, your dad lame. hat on. You're in a checkered button-up shirt. Because yeah. literally, we had a chat not too long ago, accidentally revealed on there that you're going to be a father. I am. Not long after yeah. you reveal that to the world. It's all sunk in now. The preparations are coming along. How, how long until Bubba arrives? Uh, so, baby comes in March. Yep. The very, very end of March. Possibly, yeah. like, the first couple days of April. Uh, they gave us kind of, like, a span. But... Yeah. Uh, looking like the end of March. And you're, 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 you're pumped, you're ready for it? I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. and But, you know, also pretty nervous because I'm not sure how it's going to... You know, one, I've never been a dad before, right? Yeah, exactly. So, this is a challenge you've never you know, done. You've been a front man. Yeah. His fatherhood. And I'm reading, you know, you'll see... You come back to our dressing room. I, this is like the... Maybe even further into the like, uh, some people are in bands, and then there's me. Like, you come back to the dressing room, and you're like, "Wow, it must be a party back there." And I'm quietly reading a book about like how to burp a baby. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, there's uh, you know, and then again, it's nerve wracking because you're gonna. Yeah. I understand that I will have to tour because that's how I will pay to keep the baby alive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the hard thing is you don't want to be away from your family for so long while yeah, touring. Yeah. So yeah, there's like this, like now there's like an even, you know, you always kind of want to try to find that balance and you know, yeah. since I've been married, you want to find the balance, but it's going to be even harder to find now. Yes. Um, so you know, we're just going to take the year as it comes and, and see what I can handle and we'll see what happens. Well, I look forward to you moving into making YouTube tutorial videos for fathers who appreciate your band and follow yeah. your band. This is like a new avenue that you can move into. Did you like Sister Cities? Well, you'll love How to Burp Your Baby. <laughs> That's the perfect title for an EP right there. Supi, look, I won't hold you up much longer. Get yourself into some make-on. All the best with fatherhood, mate. Appreciate you're going to absolutely man. kill it. If you kill it as a band, you're going to kill it as oh, a dude, dad. I feel bad now because now I feel like I spent this entire interview complaining about how hot it <laughs> I really am excited to be here. I swear to you. I, I, I'm super excited to play today, and uh, I, I, you know we love being love being in Australia. Yeah. Also, the other thing is it is hot, right? Yeah. But it also is not dark out at 5 p.m., which yeah. means my seasonal depression isn't so bad here. That's kind of nice. Look, the weird thing about Melbourne is, because I'm from Brisbane myself, but last night I was out in Melbourne at 9 o'clock and it was still sunny outside. Yeah. That is fucking insane. Oh, I yeah. love that. Uh, you know, that was the I think with the jet lag is like, we're, you know, I'm exhausted at the first yeah. day, but it's daylight out at 9. You can't yeah, get, you exactly. Know, so. yeah. But it definitely does a lot for my mood and my mental health yeah. to like, you know, just like to not stack the seasonal depression on top of the normal everyday depression. Yeah, feels yeah. good. Exactly, yeah. You've got that good balance happening yeah. right now. Well, look, uh, Sister Cities is out. If you have haven't heard it you are literally missing out on one of the best albums of the year go Thank do you. that looking forward to your set today try not to die on stage oh right? i'm sure that i want i'm sure we're gonna have a great time and uh we'll see you soon
Central Station I watch the buses leave in silence Bound for foreign distant places Andy's hold me close A mother's only son I feel weightless in the valley Never had a 
protest So you fed me shit to digest I wish I had a reason My flaws are open season For this I gave up trying One good turn deserves my time You don't need to bother I don't need to be I'll keep slipping farther But once I'm done I won't go till it bleeds against the wall we are back at good things festival roy from stone sour is here do you feel stoked at the fact that you guys get to play towards the end of the day and you've stayed out of this heat wave all day oh yeah it's great but the thing is it's still hot so it doesn't make it doesn't make a fucking difference (laughs) i actually i actually stayed i stayed in pretty much most of the day i didn't even i I mean i got out of the hotel probably around 9 30 10 this morning to go get breakfast but i started feeling it getting hotter and hotter i'm like you know what i better stay in a hotel and just shack up in there and save the energy and you know to, to play tonight and look after yourself yes yeah. exactly because when you come to Australia it's not just the drop bears and the great white sharks you got to watch out for it's now the sun which is going to invade your skin which is crazy because it's just a little bit early for you guys to have this kind yeah. of a heat wave it usually comes about like January like mid-January exactly, yeah now do you class this into the conversation of uh, climate change is definitely changing our world and all that or do you try and stay away from that no 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 it def- it's definitely changing I yeah. don't care what anybody says it, it's I mean it's inevitable you look at what's happening now like literally we're in the first week of December December and it's absolutely fucking scorching yeah. like for yourself because obviously back home you'd be going into winter if I it's, get my season right, right now. Yeah. yeah so for you do you prefer to come here and like sweat your fucking ass off and then go home and like essentially get into a chili bin and just cool yourself off for the rest of the year well I mean that's that's what my body clock is normally used to we just yeah. came we just came from Russia oh, a week fuck, and a half yeah, ago yeah. so 
our bodies are, are, are like, you know, still buzzing off of that. Yeah. And some of us live in California. Some of us live in, in Des Moines where it's really cold and yeah. Buffalo and northern northern uh, in Oregon. But I live in I live in L.A., so it's kind of closer to this weather, but not as yeah. anywhere near as hot as this. So it's kind of somewhere in the middle during the wintertime. It doesn't get too cold there. Well, how did you guys go with all the bushfires over there? Because it's just been insane happening here, like fires starting left, right, and center in Australia. But then also everywhere we see on the news over there, LA is just you on guys fire. It's insane. Fires over yeah. There too. Yeah, uh, seven hours north of Brisbane, like in my old yeah. hometown of Rockhampton, just fucking fires everywhere. It happens every year. I mean, like, every year it gets worse and worse. You know, this year is definitely the worst of uh, in a long time, you yeah. know. Does it make you worry that you're away from your home when all of this stuff happens and anything could happen, essentially? Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I worry for, I, I worry about, it, you know, everybody, especially in the people that live in, that, in those areas. Because I know some people that live in those areas. Uh, fortunately, a couple of those people didn't lose their houses. Yeah. But they definitely have some damage, for sure. And luckily, they you know they made it out alive. Yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of people didn't. You know, just a lot of missing people there. It's yeah, it's absolute shame. But look, you know, we take our hats off to everyone who's involved with the rescue and yeah. like the preservation of making sure this doesn't happen yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, I wanted to talk about this being the end or towards the end of the Stone Sour Hydrograd album cycle. What happens now that Corey goes to Slipknot and starts working on that? What are you going to be doing? Me, I got a bunch of things coming up next year. I can't really talk about just very you know not right now because uh, i just can't contractual agreements and people will come get your head that yeah. kind of thing i got a bunch of things coming up um some really good stuff maybe some possible touring but mostly recording so is this obviously we can't talk about it but is it a side project or is it something a solo project that you're involved well, with? well two of the, out of the three things i'm talking about are, are already established acts yeah cool and um the one thing I'm going to do for me is I am going to make a solo record of Perfect. of just drums and more the synth synthesizer yeah, yeah, driven yeah, yeah. music that I I do on the side like I do a lot of uh, like film small film score stuff and yeah. and some uh, you know some commercial work and which is you know great to hear the diversity that you have because most people imagine um, you know Stone Sour yourself being an mm-hmm. absolute fucking rocker but you expand your horizons and try different things and would you want to one day move into like a high budget movie kind of thing Absolutely. where you do the soundtrack that's, that's, yeah. that's the goal yeah. that's the goal I mean that's what I'm trying to do right now is, is to kind of make the calling card and put out something that's everyone can listen to yeah, yeah. and that's how you'll make your name doing that perfect you know? yeah you can't just you can't just go and score a film you just don't get you just don't get a job like that you have to make product you have to make material out there for people to hear that you know can see what you're doing so so for you what kind of movie would it go down because you know you look at people who move like let's say for example um davy havoc from afi he does a lot of like the gothic kind of movies that kind of stuff would you head down that way or more classical or is there anything you can say i don't know i mean like i can see like where the kind of music that i do it's more experimental and and more more uh, avant-garde kind of whatever yeah yeah, um it's it's musical but like i could see myself doing more thriller cerebral kind of films yeah. you know what I mean more stuff like that I'm definitely not a rom-com guy yeah. I can't picture myself doing that well let's let's try and change the, the mainstream of rock because there's so many people out there who are like oh rock and roll it's gone it's dead or whatever uh, this that's is, absolute bullshit I fucking rock agree with you it's not yeah. fucking dead I just went and saw the Rolling Stones two months ago there's 80,000 people there yeah. fucking rock and roll is there fuck off pure example <laughs> of that and I mean you look at the amount of people that are coming to these shows Download Festival around the world Hello. Hellfest fuck yeah. 
And these are the people who are going, you know, heavy metal is never going to make it in mainstream. It doesn't need to make it in mainstream because it's already made. Ars first is happening. Ozzy's still playing. Yeah. Fucking Corey, Slipknot. I yeah. mean, it, that's rock. I mean, what the fuck? There's proof right there. Rock is not fucking dead. Ozzy Osbourne's coming here next year. He is, yeah. Happy birthday, Ozzy. Yeah, exactly. 70 years young and still fucking absolutely killing it like he is. He was absolutely fucking awesome to tour with. Yeah. We just did like five weeks with him, like about over two months ago, like uh, beginning of the summer to the fall. It was fucking phenomenal to watch him every night. He was great. Now, I want to ask, but I don't want to seem rude, but you're mature. You're you're a well-established, mature musician. Do you still fanboy over Ozzy? Of course. Yeah. Like, did, yeah. Obviously, you have encounters where I'm you come total, across I'm him. I'm a total fan. I mean, I'm, I'm, I admire you know everything he's done. I love his solo stuff. I love Black Sabbath. That's part of yeah. my musical DNA, of everyone's DNA, you know? Yeah. Led, bands like Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, ACDC. Yeah. Lo- all that shit's part of our musical DNA, you know? I'm a total fan of that stuff. I'll never stop being a fan. When he walks past you or when he says hi, do you walk away going, hee hee, I just saw Ozzy, or do you try and get a selfie with him, or is that not part of your... You know, honestly, he, he we didn't really see him around a lot. Yeah. I mean, he kind of came in, like, at a certain time, and they did their sound check, meet and greet, party thing, and then he would go away and then come out and play the show, and then he would leave. They would they would jump in a van and off, off the stage, you know? Yeah. So we didn't really get to see him a lot. I saw him maybe a couple times through the tour, and he was cool. And their heart's pounding, going, oh, oh my God, I, no? I don't, I don't get like that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, sure, I'm excited. Like, it's yeah, great. Yeah, How yeah. you doing? You know, nice to meet you. You know, yeah. you don't know what to say, you know. And say, you know, thank you for having us out here. And he's like, oh, it's great. Do, and yeah. that's it, yeah. yeah. All right, so Stone Sour, I'm not saying it's done. You've got your other projects. How long will it be until a new music comes about? Or can't you predict that thing right now? Yeah, I can't predict that right yeah. now. I mean, we're just wrapping this up. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It could be two years, three years. Who knows? Whatever yeah. happens. But i got to say, it was an incredible album, a fantastic return to form. Some of the best songs I've ever heard Stone Sour actually released. So i got to give you a massive pat on the back if we weren't sitting on this awkward casting couch. There we go, yeah. <laughs> All right, now let's take off our shirts and make the most of it. (laughs) Roy from Stone Sour, you're a fucking legend. Thank you very much. Likewise, man. Thank you, brother. If you take a step towards me, you will take my breath away. So I'll keep you close and keep my secrets safe. No one else has ever loved me. No one else has ever tried. I never understood. How much I could take Then I saw the worst was over When I laid my eyes on you It was all that I could do To know my place Out of all the past illusions Out of all the dreams come true I was gone until I finally 
Hey, what's up, guys? This is Noodles from The Offspring, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Good Things Festival with arguably punk rock royalty. Uh, Noodles from the Offspring, welcome. I would argue against that. Yeah, you yeah, would? Yeah. No, well, you've got such a massive history behind you. Obviously, you've got bands that you look up to, like No sure. Effects, Bad Religion, but you yourself, for us who grew up in like the 90s, you're at that point now where literally you've been around for years and you're still going. Like, What's your secret to not giving up or throwing in the towel? Oh, we just love doing it. You know, I mean, why would we stop? 
we get to travel around the world, play music with our friends, you yeah. know, uh, meet interesting people in yeah. interesting places and see the world. It's, it's what we love to do. And literally, like, it hasn't got to the point where you're like, you know, this is fucking too much. I, I need to take a break, get away from it all and go be a painter or go do something like that. <laughs> No, no. I, 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 first of all, I, I'm not visual arts. I'm not real good at. I appreciate yeah. them, but I just, I'm not good at them. <laughs> so yeah, if I'm not playing guitar, I don't know what I would be doing. And, and that's yeah. the other thing as well. Like you've never had a point in your life where you wanted to try and do something else. Like obviously Dexter got his PhD. Is there something on the side that you've thought? I wouldn't mind giving that a dabble. Uh, all kinds of things. Yeah, but I don't. I, I wouldn't be no good time. at them. It would yeah. just be fun. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of one of the jack of all trades, master of none kind yes, of people. So exactly, I'm not going to be, yeah. you know, like I, lo I love surfing, I love fishing, but but I'm not, you know, burning anyone's yeah. house down doing that stuff. So it's know? a situation of stick to what you know, and obviously yeah. you're doing fucking well. Decades, like going into the offspring, and still after all this time, album after album, fan base after fan base, and you guys have jumped on the anniversary tour. Obviously, we're seeing you down here playing Smash. Um, is this something you're possibly going to do with every album? So far, we've just done it with Ignition and Smash. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, we talked about maybe doing Americana. Yeah. That'll be actually that's 20 years right it around is, now. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, yeah. you know, it was released late in the year. So uh, maybe we'll do some of those next year in 2019. Yeah. I don't know because 99 was the you know the year that. I was going to say the end of the 90s. Some weird fucking shit happened there. Some yeah. a whole lot of different bands came out there. You guys were the pinnacle. Pretty fly for a white guy was pretty much sung at every primary school disco that we had. Literally after all these years, it's still standing the test of time. I wanted to talk about music festivals in general because you've played shitloads down here and there's been some weird shit that I've had the chance to witness when I've seen you guys play. More notably was at Soundwave in Sydney where this drunk guy got on someone's shoulders, dacked himself, took his shirt on and was dancing around to Pretty Fly for a white guy absolutely naked with his dick hanging out. That's oh. the most incredible thing I've ever seen at a yeah. show. I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've we've had people do stage dives at those festivals and like yeah. get taken out on a stretcher. So yeah, I don't yeah, recommend yeah. stage diving from that distance. Uh, but we've had people like crowd surfing in wheelchairs and yeah, things like yeah, that. There was yeah. one guy uh, who had a uh, had a prosthetic leg and he was holding up his crutches and his prosthetic leg <laughs> while he was crowd surfing. That that guy uh, he may have only had one leg, but he had two really big balls. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> gotta give him that. Um, yeah, there's always crazy stuff. Uh, I'm kind of glad I missed the guy with his wang out. Yeah, exactly. You know? It was a sight for sore eyes, that's for sure. There wasn't really yeah. anything there to pay attention to. A but... sore sight for your sore <laughs> eyes, yeah. Nowadays, like, obviously, um, when you're playing these shows, everyone who's grown up with you are getting older. They're still obviously going and attending these shows now, but nowadays they're bringing their kids. Like, okay. Is that surreal on stage looking at the younger next generation frothing over your music? Yeah, you know, I don't know that the kids, the kids of our original fans, are old enough to really enjoy the the, the show yet. Maybe, yeah. but we still we've always had a young audience, at least always up front. It's always been yeah, young, almost right. just yeah. universally. Uh, it's like we keep getting older. But yeah, there are still people that have been there from the whole, you know, from the get go, and, and it's rad. Or they or they've gone and, and started their families, and now they're coming back. Exactly. Now their kids are yeah. getting older. Like, you know, that threshold of not being able yeah. to go out. Now it's like ten years old. You can sit at home and look after your baby sister. I'm going to the offspring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think what you were saying before as well, like the younger kids in the audience are front row, that's because everyone gets to the age of 30 and they're like, I can't fucking mosh. I need yeah, to yeah. go stand out the back and yeah. go sit down and rest my back. It fucking hurts. Yeah, I'm usually in the back watching my kid now yeah. in, the, in the mosh pit. Uh, for the last couple of years, he's been, he got into punk rock and likes to yeah. go to shows, yeah. so I t I dra he drags me out. You know, I'm a parent too, and like I can't wait for the day my son grows up and wants to be a radio announcer like I was. For yourself, seeing your kids getting into punk, do you have that moment where you're like, yeah, I succeeded as a parent or you're like I've got so much to tell you just be careful and all that are you, you so worried about them getting involved with everything you know 
No, no. I mean, you know, I just I, I'm honest with my kid about you know yeah. my experiences, literally all of them, and and he's real honest with me. You, you know, Perfect, it's not yeah. always great hearing those stories, but but at least we we you know he knows that I'm there for him if he needs help, and yeah. and you know and, you know if he ever struggles with any of the pitfalls that you know we all well face you know coming yeah. up. So so he's a good kid, a smart kid. You Perfect. Know, yeah. Well, you've yeah. obviously raised a good one in that regard. Thanks. Yeah, and I've got a daughter also who's 29 yep, yep. and doing really well herself. Uh, you know, a little different relationship, but she's doing really well herself. So. Perfect. Now, obviously, when you get to a certain maturity in your career, people tend to start looking at doing, um, I guess you could say, autobiography movies and things like that. We could see one about the offspring, or you could do an autobiography on yourself. Is this something that you would be inclined to talk about? You know what? I keep thinking of us as just being really boring. When we're drinking and sitting around, those stories come out, but I don't know if we want to share them with the rest of the world either. You know? I would love to know what you get up to on a Sunday afternoon yeah. when you're not touring. And most of the time, we're, we are pretty boring guys, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so there's really nothing to tell besides what happens on stage. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. well, no, there's, there's, you know, funny stories, of course, you know, yeah. things that we get up to backstage and, you know, and, and after shows and at parties and things like that. But it's, but none of us have had, like, you know, we've, none of us have, like, had to be brought back to life from OD, you yeah. know, or anything. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. None of, the, none of us have had any affairs with, you know, uh, uh, celebrities or anything like yeah, that, you know. Got, We're yeah. all pretty... We're all pretty vanilla. Yeah. All right. Now, I wanted to talk about an anecdotal story that happened. I don't know if it has a conclusion. It's probably a stupid way to end this interview, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm never going to get a chance to do okay. this again. I was suspended in high school because I went to school with multicolored hair just like you. You're right. a big inspiration on my uh, high school years. And I just wanted to say that to the teachers and the, the faculty who got me out of school for that point because I was rebelling against the man, what message would you give them to kids who are going through this right now, changing their hair color for the sake of expressing themselves you know what there's there's some things worth getting into trouble for absolutely so yeah as long as you're not hurting anybody i think you're on the right path and getting into yeah. trouble for some things is, is you're making a point that's that's worthwhile so dye your hair don't do meth at school you'll be fine exactly yeah you know as long as you're not, you're not hurting yourself or hurting others yeah yeah dyed hairs come on that's it's the least of your worries seriously yeah. yeah all right noodles from the offspring you've had an incredible career thank you very much thank you yeah wow.